Welcome back to the Too Dumb to Quit podcast with Jeremy McCall. Very talented. God awful ugly. <laughs> the Too Dumb to Quit podcast 2020. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody. I know that uh, I'm, uh, I'm more than a couple days late on this one. Getting the, uh, the new year started. And uh, this is going to resume now. Our podcast will be every Tuesday morning. And uh, just a little late on this one because we have, at the end of every year, we do this songwriter tour. And this year, um, man, we just had so much fun with it. But it's me and Rick Huckabee, my buddy Dan Important from the band Sack of Lions in uh, Omaha, Nebraska. And we go out and we go to the coldest places on earth. <laughs> it's not, but if fucking feels like it is you you know we were in uh just outside of omaha nebraska at a place called bucks uh which was an amazing show uh went over to riverton illinois and then up to uh clinton wisconsin two sold out shows there and then new year's eve in glenwood minnesota where the year prior it was like negative 50 degrees or negative 60 with the wind chill it was the coldest i've ever been in my entire life but um but we just had a ball, and so getting that rolling, getting the new tour rolling, we have a ton of stuff professionally that we're going to be announcing here shortly. And overall, just getting excited for a, uh, a super fun year on the road and excited to see all your faces. Normally on here, obviously, we have guests and we talk about uh, tough industries and funny stories and uh, have performers and songwriters and shit like that. Uh, we've got some awesome guests. We're going to get that uh, astrophysicist back on because there's been some crazy shit happening in space. So we're going to get him back on talking again, uh, our buddy um, Dr. Taylor there from, uh, from Vanderbilt. But I just wanted to start off 2020 with, you know, Facebook is like, it's such an amazing tool, I guess, when you're using it for, you know, promoting shows or whatever, which I'm not allowed to do anymore. I don't know why i I apparently fucked up on the Facebook thing, but um, for promoting things, for catching up with people. But it seems like it's taken a turn a little bit, um, especially over the past couple of years. And then you get into these election cycles and people are just mad and shit at each other. Everything's amazing. I just want everybody to know that the world is amazing <laughs> right now. It's better than it's ever been. People are nicer than they've ever been to each other right now. And uh, don't believe the hype. But I saw a couple of friends of mine or people who were on my, my page had posted a couple things like, you know, 2020, going to get after it, have some goals I need to hit, blah, 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 blah. And I get inspired by that. I get inspired by seeing other people getting inspired by shit. And I saw like a group, more than a handful of people on my page who I just fucking deleted because um, they were like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it, this time next year, you'll still be sitting in the same place as you said you would be last year, whatever. Like, just like negative, shitty, oh yeah, new year, new you, it'll be the same bullshit by December kind of a thing. And I was like, what a shitty way to start off the year. <laughs> like, of just, of just sitting there and, and looking at things and going like, okay, you know what? Maybe I didn't get everything accomplished I wanted to last year. I really want to buckle down this year. It was something I did um, last year when it just came to eating habits and drinking habits and pulling all that shit back and getting the uh, unhealthiness out of my life. You know, I've been doing this now for the last, you know, I guess like four years 
uh, really dedicated to like with the stoicism thing of like just trying to make myself a better person, right? And look, I talk about stoic philosophy on here a lot just because it really, really worked for me. I've never found anything that worked as good for me as that did. Obviously, it's some some of this shit is going to work really good for you. Other stuff you're going to find through other channels, and it's amazing the rabbit holes that you'll go down where you start looking into stoic stuff or you start looking into, you know, whatever philosophy fits you and then you find other stuff and you start like piecing your own thing together. So your thing that keeps you happy might be like some, it might be Christianity with a little bit of Buddhism in there. It might be a little bit of, of stoic philosophy, you know, mixed with, you know, some Hindu shit or whatever. Like there's just so many ways to inspire yourself and everybody's different, obviously. But seeing people at the very beginning where people are the most inspired, right? Last year, like I was just talking about, got into jujitsu really, really heavy. I lost, I think, like 24 pounds just by training regularly, eating better. And I've never felt better in my entire life. And so I, I really had to work hard, especially through the holidays, of, of just, you know, um, watching how much, you know, the shit I was eating because I love to eat garbage and um, keeping an eye on that. And I'm not a Nazi about it. Like I'm not, um, you know, I'm not counting calories or anything like that. I'm just kind of trying to take a common sense approach to what my body is reacting the best to and what I feel the best on. And along with that, uh, the training and forcing myself into the training because, you know, Nobody wants, like, nobody wants to go to the fucking gym. I can't imagine anybody who's like, you know what? I get up in the morning, and the first thing I want to do is go to the gym. I get up when I'm at home in Nashville. I get up at about 4.50 in the morning um, to get over to uh, our gym, and we do this early morning class where you get your ass kicked first thing in the morning for about 90 minutes, and it's amazing. And when I leave there, I feel so glad I went. But at 5 o'clock in the morning when I roll over, all I want to do is turn my alarm off and go back to sleep. That's all I want to do because most of the time we're getting to bed, you know, around midnight or one anyway. So for me, it really is forcing myself when the alarm goes off to put my feet on the floor, not laying there because if I lay there, I'll fall back to sleep or I'll talk myself out of it, right? And so um, I put my feet on the floor, I force myself to get up and then by the time I do, I'm so damn glad that I went to class and got the shit kicked out of me because I feel amazing and it just gives you a jump start to your day, it gives you a jump start to your endorphins are running, your body is, you know, is is burning fat and calories and it's working the way it should first thing in the morning and it really is just an incredible thing. So, what I just want to say to people out there who are are posting these things on like the uh, Facebook stuff or for people that are really just like, Hey, it's a new year. It's a new me. And you're making changes in your life. Stay the path. Don't listen to these, to, to the bullshit. Don't fall victim to these assholes who just want to bring the negative to everything because it's the path of least resistance and hold yourself accountable. It's just such an amazing thing, and it's so inspiring to see people change in their lives because the thing that I've had to talk myself through through the mistakes that I've made, through the uh, paths that I've taken that I didn't want to go down, through the decisions I've made, through the poor negative choices that I made, was I'm not who I was then. And you have to allow yourself to get off the hook for that. 
and not that you have to forget about it, but you can forgive yourself about it. So when you're looking back at five years ago and you know, you know, I just, you beat yourself up over a decision you made. You pushed your, your friend or you drove somebody your way or, you know, you fucked up. We, we're all going to fuck up. And, you know, if you're alive today, if your heart is beaten, if, if you have purpose today, you don't have to repeat it. So you still have a chance, even on stuff that is just too much to stomach. You're not who you were then. And you don't have to be that tomorrow. You weren't who you were two days ago if you choose not to be. But it comes to be with a choice, right? And that was stuff that I just had to continually talk to myself. You're not your mistakes. You're not the person you were when you were fucking up all the time. You're not the person you were, you know, when you had a a couple too many cocktails and ran your mouth. Now, do you still have to go back and apologize? Do you still have to do what you can to, to, if if you want that in your life, you're going to have to do that kind of stuff. But for me, it was all about going like, look, I'm not going to go backwards. You know, uh, my buddy Kelly Hughes, I'm out in Yuma, Arizona right now, and we're playing a show tonight. And me and Kelly, when I'm out here, I love it. Uh, Kelly's a mentor to me. And in the morning, we have a, a cup of coffee or, or a pot of coffee. And we sit and we talk about these, our ideals and the stuff that we've, um, you know, that we're inspired by right now. And one of his things that he brought up this morning that I loved is he was like, the great thing is momentum. And once you get that momentum going, once you get in the car and go to the gym, you feel good. You instantly feel better. Once you get the first workout done, you feel better. Once you start eating better, your body responds. You feel better. You start seeing results. You feel better. People around you go, fuck, you look great. You feel better. So all those things start to come into view, and it makes you a better person. It surrounds you. It pushes away the thoughts, the doubt that I'm not good enough, I'm not strong enough. You know, being you know, mid thirties and going into a jujitsu class for the first time for me was terrifying. These guys all know what they're doing. They've been doing this forever. I'm out of shape. I can't fucking, I can't do the warm ups. And then it would just be guys and they're going like, come on, man, keep pushing. Don't quit. It's making you better. It's making you better. And you just keep up with it. And so if you're out there pushing for something this year, you're making changes to your life. You're trying to find your true happiness, which is what I want to be talking about today, talking about uh, some uh, life philosophy and some true happiness stuff and a force field to put around yourself. Don't listen to the bullshit. Keep the people away from you that are negative, the people, the triggers, the things like that, because it's just not worth it. You're not who you were a week ago if you choose not to be. You're not who you were this morning if you choose not to be tomorrow, if you choose to make the step. So keep taking the steps to make yourself better and happy new year. So I'm glad that we're back. Uh, like I said, I'm going to be on here every Tuesday and uh, we'll have our guests back and everything starting next week. But, um, wanted to talk about that and then wanted to, um, wanted to hit a little bit too on, I watched this, um, the, an older Joe Rogan, uh, podcast that had Kevin Hart on it. And there's a If you haven't watched it yet on Netflix right now, there's a a documentary. I think it's a six part. Each um, episode is like 30 minutes. So it's a pretty easy watch on uh, Kevin Hart's Irresponsible Tour, I think uh, was the Irresponsible Tour, where he had a camera crew with him. And they were kind of filming because I think if you don't know, he's kind of notorious for this work ethic that he has. He's up crazy early. He's at the gym, and then he's at his Heartbeat Productions, and they're doing that, and they're planning tours, and he's doing shows, and he's got his hand in a lot of stuff. So 
Um, it's a really interesting documentary, but during the documentary that they're filming, he has two um, massive things that, that happened to him during it. So his tour is selling out everywhere. It's doing amazing. And right as everything is kind of blowing up, a, um, like a sex tape comes out that was him and not his wife. Um, and it turns out, as you get deeper into it, it's like one of his trusted people who kind of set this whole thing up and taped it and was trying to extort money. And you watch him deal with that internally, dealing with it with his wife, dealing with it with his kids, dealing with it with the, the, um, um, his team, the people around him, and then trying to still juggle a career on top of not losing his wife, not losing his kids, not losing his family. And um, I gained just a huge respect, not only for Kevin, for his wife, for everyone involved, because he just came straight out and was like, I fucked up. Uh, I, I make no excuses and I fucked up and I'm going to, um, I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to move forward. I'm not going to dwell on this. I'm going to do what it takes to, you know, earn the trust of my wife and my kids. And, and he met it head on and just, I mean, the way that he, um, went to this was really admirable. I, I thought, and you know, look, it's a, it's a massive fuck up, uh, obviously, um, the way that he, him and his wife talked through things and the way that, that things came around to it. So they get through that. Um, and then it goes a little further down the road. Every, that kind of blows over in the media. The tour's doing huge. He's doing all this great stuff. And then a tweet, somebody finds a tweet that he wrote from like 12 years ago that um, was like a, a gay joke. And... Um, people lose their shit, you know, in the culture that we're in right now. That's, a, you know, the outrage culture. This is a tweet from like 12 years ago. And, and it goes in depth on this where he's like, man, I, you know, I have addressed this over the years of my growth, of me growing as a human. I'm not who I was back then. And that's why I bring this up. But he was going through all that. And he realized his mistake by the end. But if you haven't watched the series, uh, the series is on Netflix. It's called Don't Fuck This Up. <laughs> and... Um, not only do you gain a, a massive amount of respect just for the work ethic that this dude puts in day in, day out, but the way that he approaches himself, the way he doesn't take it too seriously, um, and the way he approaches his family, I had a lot of respect for, but on, um, this Joe Rogan podcast, what they were talking about, he was talking about ha true happiness and, uh, me and my buddy Kelly were talking about this this morning too. And it's really Happiness is a superpower. It really is. When you look at it in its truest form of you being happy. Now, what I mean is like finding your happy. What is your happy? Like your family. An unconditional, undying, unrelenting love, regardless of external circumstances. Maybe that is your happiness. Maybe your happiness is the business that you built. Whatever your happiness is, finding that, defining it. I think defining your happiness is the most important thing. Where am I happy? Where am I unhappy? Once you, once you define where your happiness is, you'll know where you're not happy. And then removing yourself from the things that aren't making you better, that aren't demanding the best from you, that are making you mentally weak, that is keeping you out of being nothing but happy. Now, obviously, 
I'm not saying you're going to wake up in a great mood every day. Just the world is wonderful. It's my oyster. Let's go get uh, Jason's Deli salad, <laughs> right? I just mean it's not going to be a 10 every day. You're going to have to work through shit. You're going to wake up in the morning not want to go to the gym. You're going to wake up in the morning. You're not going to want to eat right. You're not going to want to go to this to the meeting. You're not going to want to put the work in that's going to get you to the next level where you are going to be happy. Or maybe it's, you know getting out and just doing something that makes you better. Whatever your happiness is, if you can define that, and that would be my challenge uh, this year, and, and it's something I've worked very, very hard on, is defining your happiness. So for me at home, I've, I've got three kids, one in college, I've got two kids under six at home. My wife, it is un relenting, unconditional love. And that is the thing that no matter what continues to fuel everything that I do. It's the reason I work as hard as I, as I try to work. It's the reason I do what I do. But if all this went away tomorrow, if all of it went away, if I could no longer do what I love, which is to perform and write music and sing and travel and, and do this crazy fucking circus that we do out here, if that went away tomorrow and my my family was still there, the happiness level doesn't change for me. So if you define your happy outside of, of um, you know, uh, exterior circumstances, things you can't control, if you can define that and you can control that, that is a superpower. It gives you, like Kevin Hart was talking about this thing, he was like, man, it gives you a force field against negativity where you don't allow it in your life. And sometimes it's, it's, much easier said than done. I've, I've got people in my life who um, were very, very instrumental in my life. My entire life were uh, people that were watermarks for who I wanted to be, for what I wanted to be like. And in the last few years, um, that, that situation has turned toxic for one side. And with that toxicity just comes this barrage of negative stuff, like terrible texts, terrible messages and things like that. The thing that you find and the thing that I've found over the last five years is that once you start to build this truly happy where you're not reliant on circumstances you can't control that for your happiness and it gives you this bubble around you that, that negativity can't poke through, that negative people, the assholes that, you know, somebody flips you off in traffic, it doesn't bother you. Someone in your family says some terrible shit about you. It doesn't matter. Somebody you love fucks you over. It doesn't matter. You can work through anything. You can talk through anything if it's available, if it's something you want to do, but it doesn't shake the happiness of who you are. The bubble keeps all that outside. And so with that, you start to cut out the shit that doesn't make you better. You start to surround yourself with the people who do make you better. In my instance, you know, on the road, I've got um, Justin who's been with me forever. He demands the best out of me. If, if I'm not doing exactly um, what I feel like I should be doing, he's the kind of guy that will call you out on it. Having people that will hold you accountable. The jujitsu gym that I go to, I've got a group of guys in there that are amazing dudes that keep... Um, tabs on each other. Hey man, where are you at? You're going to train this week? What are you doing? How do we make each other better? They, they would come in in their own time and sacrifice their time away from their families to help me 
get better, to help somebody else get ready for something else. It's a brotherhood. You know, so no matter what that little circle is, whether it's one person or whether you've got a whole clan of people helping you, you know, a whole group of people that are holding you accountable to things, um, you know, getting the negative away, no matter what it is, no matter who it is, separating yourself from it and telling, you know, uh, being able to say and honestly mean, look, there's nothing you can say that is going to touch me. It can't hurt me because I'm happy. And once you're happy, the bullshit starts to fade away. And, uh, and then you don't allow the, uh, the bullshit into your inner circle. And that is where, I mean, there's, it's a superpower, an amazing thing. So um, along that goes kind of with this uh, and something that's really changed uh, my life is inside the Stoic philosophy, there is a philosophy uh, kind of of its own, in my opinion, um, and definitely uh, a term that you've heard a lot. I've got a tattoo on my arm. It's called uh, Memento Mori. And Memento Mori is, um, is a, phil- uh, you know, it, pretty much what it means is remember you're going to die, you know. Um, and, and to some people that would seem a little morbid. But you, how often do you see these things where it's like, Guy finds out he's got uh, a terminal illness and he's got six months to live. So this guy all of a sudden just starts knocking stuff off the bucket list, man. I'm, I'm going to Ireland. I'm coming back. I'm going to run a marathon and I'm going to go to the ocean and I'm going to do this shit. And then I'm going to get rid of all this bullshit that I never cared about. I'm going to quit this shitty job. I'm going to start the business I always wanted to start. Whatever those things are. And it's always based on they have an expiration date in, you know, for lack of a better term. Hey, this guy's got six months. What are you going to do with it? Memento Mori is about realizing we all are dying. It doesn't matter if the doctor's giving you a date. It doesn't matter if he's giving you a countdown. If you have one day or a hundred years left, we don't know. But the time is ticking on all of us. It doesn't matter from the time you're born uh, we're, we're inching closer. And so on my arm, I've got Memento Mori tattooed along with, um, uh, uh, it was a poster called the Stoic Dance of Death. And it, it's, a, it's a skeleton holding a crossbow, like pointing at you. Now, again, some people who don't understand my way of thinking, like, man, what a morbid way to look at life. But actually, it's exactly the opposite. It's imploring you to live urgently right now in the moment that you're in, right? Don't wait. Do it now. Christmas is not going to come for some people out there next year. Some, some people are not going to make it to their next birthday. Some people are not. So why not live urgently in the moment right now and live with, um, live with purpose immediately? If there's people in your life you love, you got to tell them. You put it, how many times do you go, man, I just, you know, if I could just see old Jimmy one more time, I just wish I would have told him what he meant to me. It's imperative you're doing it now. If you have a business you want to start, start making the fucking plans now. If you're in a dead-end job that makes you miserable you don't want to be a part of, figure your way out into something that can sustain you while fulfilling you. 
live urgently. We're all dying. We all have a terminal disease, which is called being born. The minute you're born, our time starts ticking, and none of us knows how long we're here. For some, it's, you have a very long life. For some others, it's very short. You look at like guys like, um, you know, uh, like uh, Dwayne Allman. Dwayne Allman, I think, died when he was 21. The impact he had on music, you know, look at the 27 Club, you know, guys like Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, uh, Kurt Cobain. Now, obviously, there were parts of those, um, you know, portraits that, that weren't totally put together on the happiness scale. But when we start looking at our lives and we look at it, we, we want, um, we want like we're going to die tomorrow with the things that we want, but we act like we're going to live forever in our chase for it. And that's the problem because the time is ticking. It's coming down on all of us and we all have to remember our mortality, remembering, and I think it was Seneca. Was this Seneca? No, this was actually Steve Jobs. Um, I've got a little list of quotes here. But uh, Steve Jobs said, remembering that I'll be dead soon is the most important tool I've ever encountered to help me make the big choices in my life. Almost everything, all external expectations, all pride, all fear of embarrassment or failure, these things fall away in the face of death, leaving only what is truly important. Remembering that you are going to die is the best way I know to avoid the trap of thinking you have something to lose. You are already naked. There is no reason not to follow your heart. What is it you fear that holds you back from doing what you want to do, from being who you want to be? Where is the fear? Erase it. You died yesterday. Every day you have from now on is a bonus. And remember that. We're all going to be dead soon, way sooner than later. This earth is going to be around for another bajillion years, and we're just going to be a little speck of dust that was here for a minute. So remember, everything all external expectations, all pride, all fear of embarrassment or failure, they all fall away in the face of death, leaving only what is truly important. If you can remember you're going to die, it's the best way to avoid thinking you have something to lose. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. The only thing you have to lose is the fear. And um, I want you to bring 2020 in by kicking its ass. I want you to find the best version of you and surround yourself with people who demand the best out of you. That's the only way we get forward, surrounding ourselves with forward momentum thinkers. Every night, even if you have a bad show, we're fortunate enough to get back on this bus and the bus begins rolling to the next city. Forward momentum. Where does your momentum come from? Who inspires you? What are you listening to? The thing that inspired me is the dumbest thing on the planet. When I first started getting into stoicism, it was, uh, stoicism. It was a, a video about Conor McGregor, the fighter. And how a guy had, had noticed that some of the approaches he was taking to fight day were stoic approaches. And um, I started Googling. I started going down into the wormhole of it. And I, started, I, f I fell in love with it. I started applying it to my normal life. You can, you can literally apply this to your life in tiny little baby steps that will still make huge impacts in traffic. Realizing you can't control the traffic. So I'm not going to be mad. I'm not going to get road rage. I'm not going to be pissed off at the guy who cut me off. The guy's in a hurry, fine. Let him get in front of you. Who gives a shit? What does it matter? You're going to be late. Who cares? You can't control the traffic. Here's what you can't control. You can leave a little earlier the next day. You can hold yourself accountable. Control the things you can control and discard the things that you can't.
and being totally aware of the things that you can change, right? The serenity prayer is one that you, you see it in every doctor's office in America. You see it in bathrooms and hallways. You know, grant me the, the, the ability to see the things I can change and see the things that I can't and know the difference. If you can be indifferent to things that make no difference, your life will change drastically. If you hold yourself accountable to the standards of your own and knowing, okay, I did my best today. It doesn't fucking matter what anybody else thinks. Who gives a shit? So get out. Do the things. Hold yourself. Demand the best of yourself. Hold yourself accountable. And go make 2020 your bitch because you deserve it. Um, new year, new you. If you're bashing people on the internet, fuck off, man. Um, or you're putting people down for trying to better themselves. When I see somebody walk in to... Uh, whether it be our jujitsu gym and they've never done it before and they're walking in their first time and they're 40 pounds, 50 pounds, 100 pounds, 200 pounds overweight, doesn't matter. They're out of shape or they've never done this shit before and they're putting themselves out there. That inspires me to no end more than, you know, a guy that's been in the gym for 10 years. So if you're out there and you're having a hard time to be motivated and inspired, find something that you love that pushes you because you are inspiring so many people around you. You don't even have any idea. You really don't. Happy New Year 2020. Trying to spread a little bit of the uh, too dumb to quit positivity. We're going to have a guest back uh, next week, next Tuesday. Uh, so we're just a few days away from that. I'm in Yuma, Arizona tonight. Tonight is uh, Friday. And I'm actually here tomorrow night too, Saturday uh, what's the fucking date? Uh, January 10th is tomorrow. Uh, no, it's today. Friday, January 10th, and then January 11th tomorrow, playing Howling at the Moon Festival here in Yuma, Arizona. And then we're headed back to Nashville. And uh, from there, I am jumping on uh, a plane to Idaho, going up. Uh, our pal Rodney Atkins is playing at my club in Idaho, um, Nashville North. So sold out show with Rodney. Next Thursday, uh, January 16th. January 17th, if you're anywhere near Las Vegas, uh, I'm going to be uh, on the Las Vegas Mandalay Bay Nashville Unplugged show with my buddy uh, Aaron Benward and Travis Howard. I don't know what the lineup is on that one. I know Aaron and Travis have been busy making movies and shit like that, but check out Nashville Unplugged. And then uh, end of the month, we've got the Ramblers and Road Dogs tour continuing. This is the uh, kickoff to it. And I'm so excited. We have some big announcements coming up uh, in the next month or so, uh, which I'm excited about. But January 23rd, I'm back in Freeport, Illinois at Logan's on the 24th and 25th, headlining um, the uh, Nautical up there at Okaboji, Iowa for Winter Games. That's the 24th, 25th with my buddy Dan Important. February 1st, the full band tour is in Ottawa, Kansas, Ottawa Memorial Auditorium. And then it uh, looks like we've got some stuff coming in the Northwest. So jeremymacomb.com, it has, uh, it's got all my uh, tour page stuff on there. So check it out. Facebook, make sure you're telling your friends about the podcast. Like I told you, Facebook, for whatever reason, is not allowing us to boost posts. So tell your friends about the podcast, Too Dumb to Quit, uh, and, uh, and let them know and let me know if it's inspiring you. Hopefully, uh, Hopefully it's opening a dialogue, and um, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you guys. Happy New Year. It's going to be a great one, and I am proud to be a small part of your life, even here, uh, just sitting here on the bus talking to you through the desert wind. So you guys enjoy it. Hope to see you on the road. It's a Too Dumb to Quit podcast, and uh, I'm Jeremy. I'll talk to you Tuesday. <laughs>